lower your weapons. I said lower your weapons! You have much to answer for, General. And what of you, my friend? A year ago I heard stories of your death, at the hands of a child, no less. Now here you stand, not only alive, but leading the very creatures we've been charged to destroy! Well, if that's the case, I'm afraid their threats were actually pretty effective. Sawa Sensei's lips are sealed now. There's not much we can really do about it. the worst thing about being a voice artist? <laughs> uh, what is the worst thing about being a voice artist? Um, uh, probably the the you I don't know if this this is this is like a general statistic but you probably hear voice actors talk a lot about how you you only book maybe one of every 10 audition that you send. So that honestly is the worst part in if it's something that you genuinely want to pursue, it's something that you have to get over quick. You have to get over your fear of rejection because that is the most of what you will experience. And not even just being directly rejected, just feeling like, man, what am I doing wrong? I've been doing this for months. I've been doing this for years and nothing seems to stick. Tatakaya. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was thinking as well, it's, I guess it's beneficial for me after so many failed relationships. <laughs> I'm already prepared for rejection. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, this might be an interesting question to ask you. Uh, do you have a dream role, perhaps, or dream roles? It could be a character that doesn't exist or hasn't been done, or one you'd be like, I wish I was that character. I... Um... Okay, so Fantasy Star and Elder Scrolls were definitely dream roles, right? Mm. Um, I would love, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I would love if um, if I could play Liquid Snake <laughs> in a game that covers more of his adolescence, mm. like before oh Metal Gear Solid One. Um, such chances a good are just infinitesimal, but like that is that would be the dream role right there. That is brilliant. That's one of the best answers I've ever heard. And I mean, admittedly, I've only asked you're the fourth person I'm asking that, but fuck me, that's a great question. That's such a good. I love that. I love that. That's such. I, I hope that manifests somehow within the universe because genuinely, that's brilliant. Like, uh, <laughs> of my god, because I, I fell off the Metal Gear wagon immensely again because i didn't have fucking ps3 so right. i was entranced with metal gear solid i loved it and my favorite thing about that franchise was that snake won against the odds as in solid the fact he was the inferior child and it showed that but because of his fucking tatakaya he got it done against all of the odds but that's not to say liquid snake wasn't a fantastic compelling character and, you know I, you 
bastard. It's still one of my favorite quotes yeah. as well as burning hell liquid. I can't, I can't <laughs> not say. Sorry. All right. I'm going to have to do one. His mental soothing is very strong. I, I, I always have to do all three of them. I'm sorry. You gotta. They're great. <laughs> man. But genuinely, that would be excellent because I came back on Ground Zeroes and then Phantom Pain, which I didn't finish because it was too repetitive at the end. But someone make that happen because that's a brilliant fucking game. That is such, like, honestly, I'm God, I'm repeating myself, but that needs to happen. And if that does happen, hey, hello, Solid Snake here. And, you know, let's get rid of Kiefer Sutherland. Let's, let's get it on me again. <laughs> he says after his one line a few seconds ago. Again, I this... don't hate Kiefer Sutherland, you know. Probably well, like... crucified by the Metal Gear franchise, but I don't hate Metal Gear. I don't hate Kiefer. I, I can understand. I mean, I didn't have a problem with them either. And that was mainly because I missed out on quite a few of them. So I'd only seen David Hater in one. So I didn't yeah. have the same uh, kind of connection. I, 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 I thought Kiefer was good. And to be honest, I understood it because it also wasn't Solid Snake at the end of the day. It was... I can't even remember who the fuck he was now, but it wasn't Solid Snake technically. It was right, it was Venom Snake. Exactly. So if you, if you want to fucking nitpick, you're like, well, that's not Solid Snake, so he can he can be someone else. Uh, but I guess I can understand the discontent because it's like, oh great, you're giving another role away to an A lister who can kind of just drop in at when they want, and yeah, right, that yeah. That and also the familiarity with loving the character and hater was amazing. Plus, I just I, I said this to a previous guest, uh, the fantastic Ed, Evan Michael Lee, when I basically said, you know, your name's Dave. I just thought, wow, that could be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it. Uh, also, wait, did you remember completing Metal Gear Solid out of interest? I did. I've beaten all okay except for Twin Snakes. I mean, the reason I ask is, do you remember what name you were given at the end? Oh, uh, well, I'm terrible at them, so it was probably, like, Pigeon. Oh, man. Well, I got Komodo Dragon, and I thought... Nice! Yeah. I, I, I mean, it sounds great, but I'm thinking, is that from playing for, 50, for like, 20 hours and saving every time I have the chance? Because... I have no idea how they come up with those. I imagine Pigeon probably did not do very well. Well, maybe you just like shout on a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely happened if it was available. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's intriguing. Uh, okay, another interesting question, and maybe you can answer, maybe you can't. Uh, do you have any kind of roles that you actively go for, and any kind of roles that you might avoid? Uh, so I've recently passed on a couple roles uh, for animes. Because a lot of anime these days seems to be focused on um, younger leads, and as I, you know, I can, I can do the nerdy voice, the younger nerdy voice, but it's you know it's it's forced, it's kind of cartoony, and you're doing it for an entire show, yeah. Shows, um, so a couple of those have rolled across my email over the past couple of weeks, and I've been like, that's all right. There's there's a younger generation that can do these. I will wait for my turn. But if something older or deeper or, you know, or even huskier or whatever, you know, comes along, I know that those are things that I can, you know, do a little bit easier. Um, I don't actively seek out villain roles, but, you know, they tend to fall within those those areas. So I get I get villains and I get old men a lot. So. 
I mean, I don't mean to typecast either of that, either of us, but I do think we have, and it is because we sound reasonably similar. Is we, we do have naturally villainous slash anti-hero vocal the tones, darker voices. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I always find it funny how anime protagonists are either like unseasonably young, or they're unseasonably young with an adult's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know like one of my yeah. i loved i loved uh Daisuke Ono, you know it's jitaro and in judge's bizarre adventure and it's just funny you listen to him and you're like this guy isn't fucking 17 <laughs> you're watching stardust crusaders <laughs> being like this guy sounds my age <laughs> well that's jojo for you right what what if that actually makes sense that's fucking true. It's funny. I'm, I, there's fucking stands and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't sound 17. Yeah, yeah. that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. my uh, my roommate is actually Hermes in uh, Stone Ocean. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Because my second guest, uh, the, the brilliant Daisy Gavada, she loves Hermes. And she says Hermes is a favorite character. Yes. <laughs> Daisy's awesome, too. I got to work with her recently. She's, she's so cool. Such, such a great person. Oh, my God. That is such a brilliantly small world of information. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've had some roommates in this, in this industry. Yeah, I, I mean. Roommates you've probably heard of. So. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to know more. I, I really am. I don't know if I should ask or if it's private or not. I never want to put someone on the spot. Have you heard of uh, Sean Chiplock? Sean Chiplock. I need to. Did you play Zelda Breath of the Wild? Is that the one on the Switch? The Switch one, yeah. You know I'm going to sound like a real arsehole here. Basically. Look, no, no, I, I've got it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I bought the Switch. Uh, for for my son, for Christmas three years ago, yeah, uh, he went on to play it about twice, and I'm like, well, great, that was a complete waste of money that I fucking went on multiple payments to make. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I'm like, hey, uh, so yeah, you're playing the laptop. You reckon maybe I could take the switch back to my house? So <laughs> I took I, I I took it, and I've got it here. Uh, but I don't have. Uh, Breath of the Wild, but it is on my list because there's one... a lot of really great Switch games. If you ever find yourself playing the Switch, there's a lot of really great stuff in that catalog. Well, I, I'm open, and you know what? If you could please bookmark this point because later on, I am actually going to ask you for a recommendation of uh, video games and anime. But I, we'll get sure. to that later. But but please bear in mind, I will ask you about that. But yeah. Uh, you were so so your your roommate was in Breath of the Wild, I take it. Yeah, and Sean Chiplock, if you if you look him up, he's in a but he was actually in the original JoJo too. So I don't what remember the, the character, but he's he's been all over the place. He's way way more stuff than I've done. Oh yeah, I remember his face. He was unfortunately in uh, he he was in one of the webinars before I I I went to a closing uh, credits webinar. Unfortunately. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw him in there too. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think I missed him by like a few days because the first one I went to is Christian Banas, who's also awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. So closing uh, credits is in contact with some great people. They they really are. I mean, they're they're getting me fantastic guests. But, 
Really, because I'm just shamelessly opportunistic when I talk to someone cool. I just want to talk to them more because you know I love cool people. Because I spend my whole life talking to people that annoy me. Uh, he says really arrogantly. Uh, okay, now, now speaking about arrogant. Wow, what a great segue. He says modestly. Sort of characters, be it a style, a person. Can you imagine me voicing? And I have to ask this because I just love people's perspectives. So, um, as we've gone through this, you have a you have the uh, the great conversational tone down already. So Thank you very if much. You, yeah, if you if you happen to book a character who happens to be a uh, a host or a personality or something like that, you've I, got the great, sorry, I really great can't relate to being a host. That's a real yeah. stretch for me. You've got it. You've got it in your your wheelhouse for sure. And then. Um, definitely you've got the, the husky kind of smoky, airy tones to your voice, which is great for, if you played, um, if you played, uh, the, the most recent Deus Ex games with, uh, Elias Tefexis, he's, he's really brought that airy, smoky voice back into, uh, people's, uh, vernacular, I guess. Airy and smoky. Sorry. Yeah. I, I really don't hear that. That that voice right there, you know, use more of that for sure. Interesting. Um, um, you know, solid snake type voices for sure. And then um, we we were going through the the cold read for Fantasy Star, right? The kind of majestic, magnanimous, airy sort of. Uh, oh, I don't know what you would call this, but it is kind of all over the place, and majestic and grandiose. And, it's a it's definitely something that gets used so whatever that is called yeah i'm trying to think of a name as you're saying it i guess i'll have to put more effort into doing such a out there otherworldly but slightly regal upper crust yes exactly (laughs) you know i don't want to waste my time in the aristocratic yes you know like i mean look i'm not trying to cast aspersions to human beings but what i don't understand is why are they all allowed to live like why aren't they in some kind of chambers <laughs> and just serving me and doing my bidding. Am I not special enough? There you go. You got it. Thank you. I do love improvisation. I'll say that much. Okay, so moving on to more of an advicey pro tips kind of thing. Uh, interesting question. What's an average day slash week like for you? Well, since I work in production, um, I... I try not to have too many days like today where I wake up in the afternoon and have to catch up. Speak to this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked an overnight job, so you know, I know that's not that's something I can do, but I I missed the sun. So and now I'm back to my normal day job hours. I try to get up uh by ten at, at least. Um get get myself awake and going. Mm-hmm. Go sit in front of the computer for a few hours and make sure that everything is in order for my the people that I've coordinated to do what they need to do through the day. Keep my phone on so that I can see if they... I actually just got a message. I need to help somebody replace a audio interface, so I'll be doing that after this. Um, so, um, and then I'll I'll have time to go and check my inbox, make sure if I've got auditions, I have time to get them recorded and edited and submitted. And then just wait by the phone 
if there's anything else I need to coordinate on the production side throughout the day. Um, usually in the evening, I'll come back to my computer and take down all the progress that we've made throughout the day and get things set up for tomorrow to do the same thing. And that's kind of, that's my, if I book a session, I'd be like, all right, you guys, you can't ring my phone during this time because I will mm -hmm. be in a studio and that's it. <laughs> I find it really interesting. You're saying this, given the fact that I, I, are you fully remote? I have a, I'm in my home booth right now, mm. so I'm able to do remote, but I have been doing quite a few in-studio sessions over the past several months. Yeah, because I just, I find that interesting that you're, you know, you're coordinating. So, like, surely you'd have to do some things, like, on location, unless I'm naive in thinking that. Uh, a lot of my coordinating is fortunately able to do from my phone and my computer. Whoa! Um, but I have, uh, last week I had a director who was unable to do the session that she was supposed to direct. So I went in and directed it for her. So that's, a, that was like one of the few times I've actually had to go into the studio in a coordinator capacity. Most I, of it I do from home. When you say doing it on your phone, how the hell are you, I sound so stupid. How are you doing that on your phone? It's a lot of texting and phone calls and emails. So it's just communicating. Basically. Okay. Okay. Um, and how do you record? I mean, so like, what's your home studio setup? What's your interface? What's your door? As in, did your audio workstation for people who don't know? What gear do you have? I'm I'm very intrigued to know. And like, how did you soundproof and that kind of stuff? Because I don't have the 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 best stuff right now. It sounds good, and there's always room for improvement. I am in a vocal booth to go, VO booth to go. Um, I want to say four by four. It's about four feet by four feet. Um, there's just enough room in here for me, my chair, a little cubby that I have fashioned into a desk. So it's got some shelves for uh, stuff that I might need in between sessions. Uh, Vocal booth to go. Is this a brand? It is a brand. Yeah. VO booth to go. I'll, uh, I'll send you a link to that as well. Fantastic. And... This one came with an outer layer of sound blanketing. And we, uh, my fiance and I, we purchased an additional layer of sound blanketing that goes all the way around. And we also um, super glued in between the layers of blanketing, we super glued additional sound foam to one of the layers of blankets. So it's just super dead in here. And I have, Beautiful. I have uh, on the, on the ground here of the booth, I have a strip of uh, vinyl mass to help because uh, I don't have a carpet in here. So if that's the sound absorption on the floor. I have a couple other um, sound foam pieces super glued to the ceiling of this. Um, I occasionally have to stick them back up there. Gravity doesn't want to play nice on that end. Mm. Um, and then I have a solid state logic two. Uh, USB interface, um, and that's how I have my uh, my mic is a Neumann TLM one hundred three I got for Christmas. Um, nice, yeah. Oh, it's I love it. It's connected to the interface through two Mogami Gold XLR cables. Um, I have a regular XLR cable, but I feel like I can really tell the difference in the sound, the noise floor that that cuts down on. But I might sound silly here, but you say uh, Megami Gold, 
is that a brand or are they, is it because they're gold tipped? Because I know gold insulation is supposed to be better. So they are gold insulated. That's that's what the gold comes from. But the brand is called Mogami, M-O-G-A-M-I. Mm. And these things are tiny. I have to have two of them because they're so small and they're so expensive. Um, but thankfully, you can chain them together. And uh, so I keep my interface pretty close to my mic and connect it that way. Um, I have a, a Rode. Uh, I'm not sure what the model number is of this, but it's a mic stand that uh, it kind of extends and um, has a little bit of weight resistance. So my my um, my microphone is connected to this mic stand by a shock mount, um, which I had to buy an adapter for. So this definitely took some <laughs> took some doing labor of love, um, right there. But it uh, it's awesome. It takes up the least amount of space. Um, it was great being able to convert from an actual mic stand because there's barely enough room in this booth for it. So this one just clips onto the end of my um, desk, I say with quotes, <laughs> and I can adjust the, uh, if I want to stand up, I'm sitting right now. Mm. If I want to stand up, I can adjust it to, you know, meet my height. It's great. It's fantastic. What is your height? I'm, I'm, I am 6'2". If you can't hear it in my voice. You know what? <laughs> you, you sound like a 6'2". You sound like a 6'2 guy. <laughs> it's true. I, yeah, I hear it. <laughs> You sound pretty tall yourself. You're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I'm six foot. I I, I find it very. I, I've got a real thing with height. I love knowing people's heights. I always have. You know, because because I'm fucking weird. But I'm just. I'm always intrigued to know how tall someone is when I look at them. One of my favorite sites is a website called Celeb Heights with this fantastically. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that website? Yeah, I know before? what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you know that guy? The guy who runs it has videos on YouTube. Really? Seriously, dude. I got into him like last year and he's one of my favorite. I mean, he was already my hero because he literally fucking does everyone. If there's some schmo you've never heard of, he'd be like, yeah, we've got him. But I watched him on YouTube. He's amazing. One, he's hilarious. Two, he has the most amazing cadence because he's this quite like eccentric sounding Scottish person. And like literally, I fell down a rabbit's hole and I've pretty much watched all of his videos and he does these incredible like it's like fucking the way he covers people's heights sometimes is like jfk the jfk shooting like that's the level of insight he does i remember once he was doing what's the guy's name fucking strongman who got really shredded but then lost in the celebrity boxing match against the mounting uh tor bjornson or something like that oh i don't remember his name's eddie something but he was yeah. basically the, the guy's called big rob which is ironic because he's five eight i remember big rob okay yeah yeah, yeah. And the way he talks is he did a video about Jude Law and he's like, you see, Jude Law here is talking. Like someone asks how tall he is and he says, well, it depends what day of the week it is. On some days, I feel the 5'10". On other days, I'm around six foot. You know, make your mind up, Jude. And the more you speak to him, the more you realize he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's so fucking funny. And the intel he fucking does. And he gets so offended by certain people doing trickery to be taller. And he will expose he exposed Zach Efron. He's like, as you see in this picture here, Zach Efron looks like a strong five foot ten and a half. 
why is it in this picture here he looks like a weak five eight? Well, if you <laughs> zoom in to his foot, you see he's stretching one of his feet up, so he's got a he's got about a third of an inch there in his heel. That's not on. That's taking the piss. <laughs> I'm gonna send you some fucking links, man. Yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> he just. Because of his accent and his cadence and delivery, he sounds so whimsical. It's, it's am- so easy to listen to. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you'll you'll get as much from him as I do, and you know, this is kind I'll of. I'll probably steal his dialect. Do it, man! I will. I've, I've been low key working on the Scottish accent for years, and I kind of lose it a little bit. You know, I'm still kind of trying. You know, it's just good it, so far. Oh, thank you so Keep much, big man. I, I really do appreciate it. You know, because. Usually when someone insults me Scottish accent, I say, listen, pal, listen, big man, I, I might mur- I might murder you at any moment, so don't make me do it, <laughs> because if I have to punch you in the face, I'm going to do it, yeah, and you won't be kick getting you up. Square in the ball bags. In the ball bags, and I shove a deep fried mass bar <laughs> up your ash. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. I, I love improv. Uh, this might be an interest. Oh, sorry, uh, I, I, one thing you didn't mention. Uh, what what is your what's your door software? What do you use for that? Oh, right. Sorry. Um, no worries. So for years, for years, I was using Audacity because it was free. The um, classic. Yeah, but unfortunately, I discovered through an audio engineer friend of mine that Audacity. I don't know if this is universal for everybody, but definitely for me, when I would record in Audacity, it was it was adding an extra layer, like really low layer, but still noticeable layer of like static. So, and I had been avoiding for years switching to another DAW because I didn't want to, you know, I was like, I don't have the time to learn another software. I know how, I know Audacity is terrible, but I know how it works. Yeah. Um, So uh, I had been using for other purposes for years, Fruity Loops, Fruity Loops Studio. interesting which has a built-in audio recorder called edison so i set up a template in fruity loops for me to just open and it's like ready for me to hit record to use for voiceover and it's the cleanest i've ever recorded so i'm like i'm going to be the odd man out everybody's using adobe audition or pro tools or or twisted wave i'm using fruity loops (laughs) you know what first of all i fucking love hearing that and I'm going to try Fruity Loops. And, and I can match you. Because you know what editing software I use for, for voice acting on my podcast? What's that? Camtasia. Are you serious? I'm serious, man. I didn't know Camtasia could edit audio. I didn't either. I just tried. <laughs> because because I'm awesome. using a work laptop. I, I'm so like barred by the admins from using pretty much anything. Uh, uh, I tried Reaper. I tried Pro Tools, I can't use anything. So yeah. I, I spoke to someone who was my mentor when I was working in a role called Digital Engagement Officer. And I said, dude, what do you use? Like, because I can't use anything. He said, use Camtasia. And I was like, huh, okay. And I just taught myself from the, from, from the ground up, man. You know, because it's, it's supposed, it's mainly used for conferences, but I find it super intuitive and I love using it. And I'm, I don't know, it might be finite, because I probably can't use a work laptop forever. 
so I don't, I mean, I need my own laptop because it's really annoying, like not being able to do loads of things, having yeah. constant system updates and being told you're barred from things. It's like, I just want to look at porn. That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> cut, Let me cut, live cut. my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get off my case, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I vibe it, man. I really do. And I just, I find it very intuitive and it's, it, it's weird after like being so resistant for so many years like i use garage band for a bit i use audacity for a heartbeat i i actively enjoy using camtasia for the first time it's like okay cool i'm enjoying the creative process i really am and i've used BandLab a little bit but that was for music but i kept on getting a latency problem with my uh, audio interface because I, I, I don't Lab is the is the online one right web-based one yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've used that one. I, not for audio recording. That's interesting. But I like BandLab. Yeah, no, I, I, I think like literally, apart from the fucking fact I was constantly getting latency issues uh, with like recording guitars, I every time I strummed, there was always at least a 0.5 time delay, which is, you know, completely unbearable. Uh, but if you've ever used the app on the phone, it's brilliant because there are functions you can use where you can literally just compose music from thin air. That's awesome. I do dude, have the app, actually. Dude, by all means, you know what? I'll fucking... Oh, where is my phone? It's charging in the other end of the room. But uh, there's this excellent feature. And if you, if you can't, like, find it yourself, because, again, my phone's too far away, like, when we stop recording, I'll show it to you. And I think you can... You, you'll go to town with it, because it's honestly so simple. Like, literally, uh, you've got, I don't know... A, a multitude of different instruments that first of all are part of a template so let's say i don't know you choose electronica so within electronica you've got let's say i don't know 10 eight different different lines and within every line you've got four different choices of rotational riff or rhythm or melody and so like let's say i don't know one of four is you're like okay that sounds good you'll try the next one it's like okay what's the third one and then you go down a line and it's like not bad what's the next one and you've got all of these different things and before you know it you've got a fucking full composition that's awesome it's they just give you the pieces yeah they give you the pieces exactly like and sometimes if i'm bored i mean i've made some well, i think a fucking good sounding songs of it and it's it's fun it's easy it's simple and you've got like you've got control you know not to a crazy degree obviously because you're just doing like in the, the small things but it's still very stimulating and genuinely i think you'd get a lot from it even if you're just like man I'm, i want to do something for 10 minutes you'd be like fuck me i got a little song going on there so I, i'll show you what it is uh when i'm next to my phone because yeah I, i'd be interested to know what you think about it absolutely uh, what else have we got here? And also, if you don't mind, I would actually, if it's not a hassle, I'd love you to please take a picture of your studio because I'd love to see what it looks like. Yeah, I have one on here. I'll send it. Awesome. Because like right now, I'm literally using the USB. Oh, yeah. So I'm using the USB uh, RUD, uh, which is it's funny how everyone says RUD, but it's actually RUD because uh, the company's Norwegian for red, which I guess only I know because I'm learning Norwegian. But that, that's what RUD means. Uh, see, it's like word, yeah, which word, because the, the the O with the line through is pronounced uh, uh okay. yeah. 
So, so basically, the equivalent is just saying red. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I love languages. You know, I, I love Norwegian is my favorite language, so I've been learning it for a few years. And that kind of stuff interests me and probably bores everyone else. Uh, yeah, so I use the uh, USB NT uh, Mini. And yeah, I think it's got a brilliant sound quality to it. And, you know, unfortunately, I can't use an a audio interface currently. But, you know, because plug it. Laptop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and because I've got an interface. Fucking hell, where is it? It's not a very good one, though. It's. Uh... <sighs> so I've, I've got my musical box. You know, wait one sec. I'll tell you what the audio interface is. I'm just going to play music when I do that in the, in the, the post ed. It's the Behringer Euphoria UMC 22. Oh, that's nice. I appreciate the compliment. I certainly can't enjoy it. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, we got to get yeah. you a computer that can use it, right? You know what I mean, dude? Because, yeah, I'm, I'm basically just kind of hustling to get the most I can out of the little I have. Yeah. Uh, spe way. Speaking out of getting the, the most, uh, this is an interesting question, and it's something you, you referenced. Now, again, if, if you're not comfortable talking about it, I'll happily edit this out. But I'm just really interested to know what your perspective is on a couple of things. And one is the importance of getting an agent, and two is the importance of joining a union. Like, what are your views on both of those things, if possible? If not, no worries. So, um, as a career option, is this something that you... For one, um, I don't think voiceover is something you should be considering if you're trying to get rich. It's not a lucrative career. It's a it's a creatively fulfilling career, if anything. Mm -hmm. So if you get into it to make money, you're probably going to be disappointed. Um, and that's um, as far as the union goes. That's something that we're constantly working together to try and make better. We're trying to get better uh, rates and payments for this sort of work. But like, even if you do, it's not something that you, unless you're Mickey Mouse, right? You're not in the booth every day doing this. It's you book a game, you've, you wrap the game, you go who knows how long without working again. Mm. Um, so having an agent and having a union means that there's less room for those rare opportunities to screw you over to take advantage of you because an agent is going to know the legal terminology um, and the things to look out for to make sure that you're getting your fair cut and the union over time is trying to make sure that those working conditions stay uh, fair within the you know because every year inflation uh, cost of living changes so the union will work together to do the math and try to push clients to keep actors making something uh, somewhat reasonable. Um, but it also comes with a whole bunch of red tape, as you would imagine. Mm. Um, it's uh, the, the big thing about um, being in the union is global rule one, which means that if you join the union, you pay your dues, you only work on 
on um, projects that have done their due diligence to be considered union projects. They've done the paperwork, they've got their budgets together. Um, you know, they're doing it the the way, the process. Mm. Um, if you work on things that are not unionized, you hurt that push toward, you know, projects all being consistently good projects to work on. You you risk lowballing uh, the rest of the industry. Yeah. Um. So I I totally understand that, but as an as an artist who, you know, you're not born in the union. No. You're not born ready to be in the union, which means that if we're trying to make all work unionized, that one day there will be nothing for anyone else to work on. Perfectly put. I mean, yeah, you have to start somewhere, right? Right. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, I, I sit on committees that encourage projects, dubs, animations, video games to, you know, go union if possible, because it will make better working conditions. But at the same time, I also want there to be, I don't want people to come into this business just for money. If this is something that you're artistically passionate about, that's what you need to focus on. Mm. That's where you need to be looking for things to be contributing to. And it's not always going to be glamorous. It's not always going to be AAA, union, whatever you want to call it. It's not always going to come from an agent. It's going to come from you. That's so... Tatakaya. Oh, fuck yeah. There we go. <laughs> I was thinking it has to come back. It needs to come back. It's been too long. And man, you I have to say, you're the perfect person to be in that because it really sounds like you've got like, your 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 feet in in both trenches because you understand and that to me is is so important because if someone doesn't appreciate both the sides of the coin then they don't have a rounded perspective of it yeah because i can't i can't join the union now i i i think i've got a great voice i know i've got a hell of a lot of potential but it's a fucking journey and well am i going to join the union with nothing to show you i don't have a demo i'm just kind of making stuff as i go and you know, trying to find my feet wherever I can. So I have to start somewhere. And I, I also don't know how the union functions in the UK. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, f I can't even remember what our unions, because you've got SAG, was yeah, it SAG Astra. Yeah. Uh, oh, fucking hell, you know, let, let me check what our union's called. I know that when um, actors from, because I've booked a couple people who record from the UK, that will have to equity yeah equity um well equity uh they also do theater i think right is that right i get a feeling they might cover all of it but maybe i'm wrong i'm, I'm gonna put it down to voice actors as well and see if the answer is different but carry on talking please um uh, yeah still equity I don't even remember where I was going. You, you, you cast an ADHD man, one hell yeah, right. of a drug. It's, it's a bitch. It's a bitch. <laughs> uh, you were saying that you cast a couple of uh, UK voice actors. Oh, okay. So um, when we, if I'm coordinating a union project and we work with someone from out of the country, it's still a possibility, even though the SAG may not have a 
an office over there or, you know, jurisdiction, that sort of thing. If they work in a, a union project that's recording here in Los Angeles, we still have to communicate with the union to, you know, make a, a workaround for them. Mm. Okay. Well, that's nice to know that there's some degree of connectivity. Yeah. I mean, God damn it, what else was I going to say? It's funny how I have so much more ease remembering what you're saying than myself. It's funny how that works. <laughs> I continually forget what I'm saying. And then when you're like, oh, where was I? Oh, you're saying this exact I'm doing the same thing. Point. It's weird, right? It doesn't make sense. Uh, I Just another interesting tidbit here, though. Go ahead. Um, I Before I joined the union, I had the mindset that you couldn't even audition for stuff that was union projects. I, uh, um, is that not the case? That is not the case. You okay. can audition for union things. You can't work on them unless you are in the union. And that's where, that's where it gets hairy. Well, that's but, fucking weird. Yeah. But if you, if you audition for something that's in the union and you get cast for that, that gets you a, a voucher towards your union. It's a gold ticket. Yeah, exactly. So don't let things being union discourage you from still trying to get in that door. And and what kind of voucher are we, are we talking like a full thing or was it money off? I'm because is is the is the union like some kind of a monthly subscription? Is is that a fair assumption? There are uh union dues, which I think is two like twice a year, uh two or three times a year. I'm not I can't remember exactly. And then there's the uh entrance fee. Which is currently three thousand here in Los Angeles, oh, anyway. Um, I, I think in uh, Texas it's one thousand five hundred. Um, so it's different uh, everywhere. I have no idea how that would work if you were UK based. That's a, that's a can of worms to open with the union directly. Well, it sounds um, like we'll be non-union for a while after hearing that. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. Keep going, Doctor <laughs> Kai. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah. Um. Fuck, I lost it again. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. We're going to get you on that fucking Vivance. Yeah. I've had a cup of coffee today. That's it. I mean, the, you know, gee, I've forgotten as well. There's going to be so much editing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I think it's safe to say, yeah, you've got ADHD, man. It's, it's yeah. like I'm talking to myself, but it's great. You diagnosed it today. Exactly. You know, I, I think I'm good for it, man. Uh, all right. I can't remember, so I'm just going to ask another question. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, t- do you have some favorite uh, voice actors, both English and foreign slash Japanese? Hit me, hit me with some names, please. 